0: This is Real Housewives of the Kingdom, a sweet space where you'll hear from the hearts of fellow housewives in the kingdom of God, some just like you and some really different in various walks of life. We will talk about how God is walking with us through the good and the hard. I pray you'll be encouraged and entertained as we laugh and sometimes cry together. Most of all, I hope it reminds you we're in this together and you are not alone. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Real Housewives of the Kingdom. Happy New Year. Can you believe it's 2022? And it's so crazy how fast time flies. I am so excited to be bringing you season two of the podcast. And uh, I am just so grateful for all of your support and uh, just excited to see what God does this coming season with the podcast. I prayed about what I wanted to do for the beginning series of the podcast. And God just really put on my heart body image. I know as women, a lot of us struggle with body image. I know I have. I think at times, sometimes I pretend like I don't, but the truth is I really do. And the other thing that was on my heart with it is that not everybody struggles with the same body image issues and it could be anything from weight to how thin or thick your hair is it could be a physical limitation that you have Um, there's so many different things that make us feel less than and that the enemy uses to really uh, just make us feel inadequate or unusable for the kingdom of God. And I know we all struggle with this. And so I just really wanted to start off this season in January, which is normally like the time where everybody starts a a new workout plan or a new diet plan or a new discipline. Like I'm going to wake up and, you know, read my Bible or I'm going to, you know, whatever it may be, this is when we start these kinds of things. and so I just thought it would be a great uh, topic to kind of talk about uh, myself and then also with some other really uh, amazing ladies. So today it's just me and I just wanted to share kind of the things that I've dealt with on my own in body image um, from the time I was really young. I was a so I was a ballerina. And I never really had, while I was dancing, I never really worried about what my body looked like. I was, you know, very confident. Um, I was in shape. I was strong enough to do the dances that I needed to do. And I never really worried about what uh, the other girls looked like and compared to me. Um, it was just never really a thing for me. Now, of course, I grew up in the era of not social media. So that is also different. I think in today's day and age, you know, there's just so much more opportunity for the enemy to flaunt in from front of our faces what uh, we don't have or what how we might be different from somebody and how that can kind of impact us. Now, The first time, the very first time I remember feeling inadequate uh, with my body and how it looked uh, was at a youth group event. We were at a lake and uh, we were going to be able to ride in this boat and wakeboard. And of course, uh, at church, you know, you have to wear a one piece bathing suit at church events, which is fine. Um, when I was home, we had a pool growing up, so I always wore bikinis at home, but um the but I I was probably about eleven at this point. No, I guess maybe not eleven. I guess I was it was junior high, so I was twelve. Um so I mean my mom went to the store, we went to Mervyn's and I saw this one piece blue and white tie-dye bathing suit. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And I was like, this is so cute. Okay, this will be perfect for the day where I have to wear one piece and I'm out with the youth group. Well, I walked out to the water where everybody else was. And one of the other girls in youth group takes off her bathing suit cover to get in the water. And she's wearing the same bathing suit as me. And she is white, a bit thinner than I am. Now I wasn't heavy by any stretch. It's just, our bodies were definitely shaped very different. She was very lanky. I was a little more muscular. And when I look back at me at that age, um, I'm, it's crazy to me that I would have even thought that I was big or anything like that. But in comparison to her, sure, my body was just shaped different and, uh, than hers was. And that was the very first time I remember thinking, oh my gosh, she looks so much better in her bathing suit than I do. And I know that was the enemy. He was just like whispering that into my ear and I tried to kind of push it off. But quite honestly, I couldn't stop thinking about it anytime I wore that bathing suit. And I don't know if she had been wearing a different bathing suit, if I would have even noticed, but the fact that she was wearing the same one as me was it was just blaring to me, and then it was the very first time I ever remember feeling self conscious about my body and that was sad it's so sad when I think about it I mean you know, I was only twelve, and I was an active little girl, and you know it it's it's just sad that the enemy uses that and when I think about my nieces and other little girls who are coming up, I just really want to encourage them because I know no matter how much we protect the kids because my mom and dad you know were always very encouraging to me about who I was in Jesus and and who I was as a person and uh, there wasn't a lot of focus my ballet teacher was not uh, very scrutinizing of me or my body nobody was scrutinizing my body just me and um so I know that we battle that and so the thing is is like you can do all you want to tell somebody Tell a little girl, tell a woman, "Oh, you look beautiful, you look great, you know, but the enemy's still gonna use this because quite honestly um it's i you know it's a weakness a lot of us have, so that was the first time, and then you know ultimately, I didn't really continue to feel that all of the time um you know every once in a while it would kind of pop into my head. And then I was, uh, after being a ballerina, I was in a drill team for a little while that I did competitions in. And then when um, I was 14, I started doing acrobatics and I was in great shape then as well. And I didn't really think too much at that point either about it. Uh, just, you know, just doing my job and just trying to be strong. I remember before we were married, me and my husband, I was in an acrobatic troupe with him, and then that's how we met. We worked at Cirque de la Mer at SeaWorld of San Diego, which was an acrobatic show on the water. And I remember there was this one girl who, at the time, was kind of having a hard day about her weight. She was like, oh, I'm so, so fat. I'm so fat. I'm so fat, she kept saying. And we were getting ready to go out uh, in our first number, which was a Chinese pole number, and she was continuing to kind of like tell me how she was feeling overwhelmed by this, like I'm, you know, that she didn't feel like she looked good at the time. I weighed 135 pounds, which for my five six height uh, is obviously not too thin, but thin, and and I was muscular. And she mentioned, "Well, I'm I'm 135." And she sounded so degraded about it. And I was like, I'm 135. And she was like, what? Well, you look good. And I said, so do you. And then she proceeded to whisper 135, 135, as we were walking out in our first number. And she just kind of, it it kind of gave her a little pep in her step. And she all of a sudden wasn't so bothered by her weight anymore. And I think it's interesting because I look back now and I do not weigh 135 pounds anymore. And I think about how just me even telling her that I weighed the same as her, her perception of her own body was that she didn't look good, but then she thought I did. And as soon as I told her I was the same weight as her, it changed her perspective. And it's another reason why, you know, I just think it's good for us to talk about these kinds of things, because if we're alone with ourselves in our own minds, and the enemy gets in there, he can really rob us of uh, of our days and of being useful and using our beauty and our gifts and our talents to love on other people. I mean, this can really stop us up as as women. Shortly after I got married, I was doing, so uh, in addition to doing shows at amusement parks, we also did shows for private gala events. And, uh, I was uh, doing a show in Chicago and my rigging actually, uh, came out of the ceiling. I should probably do an episode on that, but my rigging actually fell out of the ceiling while I was doing this drop. And, um, luckily, uh, well, not luckily, God was totally with me. I had also been taught how to fall. So the minute I heard it pop, I, uh, was able to not hit my head. I, uh, I've been told, save your head. So I saved my head and, uh, the Lord was good. I didn't have any major injuries. I fell, uh, the full ceiling height was probably about 25 feet, but, um, by the, by where I was when it actually pulled out of the ceiling, it was about 15 feet, uh, to a wood, a little wood platform below me. And, um, I wasn't injured, but you know, had a couple of weeks where I was sore and that sort of a thing. And that I was taking some time to kind of rest, uh, my elbows, I kind of fell on my stomach and, uh, and my elbows. And, um, so I did, was just taking a little time to rest and recover from it. I kept having dreams that I was falling. So that whole time, so I'd never, as an aerialist, I had been 80 feet in the air hanging by one arm. I wasn't afraid. I was strong. But of course, that was really out of my hands. It was a, a union rigging group that had to rig my apparatus. My personal rigger couldn't do it and because of union rules. And so uh, that is just what happened. So it was completely out of my hands. Nobody, I didn't do anything wrong. It was the local company that they had to use. So, um, it gave me dreams at night. So I would dream every night that I was falling or that sort of a thing. And when I started training again, a couple of weeks later, every little sound that I heard, I, it would just like send like shivers through my whole body. And so for me, that kind of started to put me in a little bit of a depression just because it was so overwhelming and I began to gain a little bit of weight at that point, um, through that time, while I was dealing with the depression and the just aftermath of falling, even though I was saved, uh, it was very difficult for me. And a little bit after that, there were some comments made that you know that I had gained weight, and that was the first time I had had an employer or anybody make comments. And even then, I still wasn't—I wasn't 135, but I wasn't really heavy either um and you are wearing a unitard so you know you need to be in some sort of shape but I was still in good shape but there were some people that made some comments and it really stuck with me and then I continued to work in the industry for a time and then had decided to leave for multiple reasons I had stopped being an acrobat um just felt like god was having me move on I wanted to spend more time with my hubby he had uh, his shoulders were kind of killing him and he was doing less acrobatics. So we, I was going on more and more shows without him and that just really wasn't something I wanted to continue doing. So I had stopped, but honestly, it's so crazy because every single time I would run into people who were in the industry or I knew I was gonna see somebody who I had worked with, I wanted to look skinny. That was like a something that I was very... Um, that just like ran through my head all the time. Like, oh, I need to look skinny. I need to look skinny. I don't know why I I wasn't even trying to be an acrobat anymore. I don't know why I still felt like I had to impress or I just wanted to prove that um, I'm still in good shape. And, you know, there was a journey after stopping being an acrobat. We, me and my hubby found when we weren't working out for a living, uh, we had to change our eating habits. We had to cut our portions. We had to implement other exercise in our lives. And that was very different for us. And we were able to do it. And um, there was a period where we kind of both went up and wait after we quit. And then we uh, together made the choice to cut the portions and do that kind of stuff together. Wasn't really a diet uh, per se, um, but it was just being more mindful of what we were eating in comparison to how much energy we were putting out, but it still was always in the back of my mind and I knew it, it felt wrong like I thought this is crazy for me to worry about what they think about my body, but I really just wanted them to think I was skinny and it's just a lot so I you know got back into good enough shape that not necessarily in acrobatic shape but uh healthy so. That was all good and fine and dandy, and then we, years later, I had a cyst, and I'm gonna need to do a whole episode on this because I've done a blog post about it. I found out I had endometriosis because we were on tour and I had a cyst the size of a grapefruit burst my right ovary open, and I was rushed to emergency surgery. It was scary, God was totally with me, but basically finding out that my body produces too much estrogen, that makes the endometriosis. So I finished the surgery, I'm healing up, and I lost a bunch of weight actually after the surgery just because, well, I didn't eat for like a week while I was in the hospital recovering. And then also just getting that giant cyst out of my body was, uh, and all the fluids that were in it, drained. Um that helped my body to probably be in better shape than I had been. But ultimately it was because I had went through a medical thing. So it wasn't even like that was exactly how my body naturally was. It just was due to my circumstance. Anyway, so I get that cyst out and I hope that I I'm going to, you know, never grow another cyst again and I'm trying to be mindful with that hoping that my body doesn't do that again. I'm they put me on a birth control that's supposed to help me not bleed which will help me to hopefully not grow cysts and burst one again. And I find I, I, I I'm good for about a year, and then a year later I start having some pain, and I realized, okay, I think I something else is growing. I go in, sure enough, I have a cyst again uh, on the same ovary, and uh, the doctor had repaired the ovary, and so uh, anyway, the cyst grew again inside that ovary, and so I started doing research and thinking, okay, I'm going to do a diet that's going to help shrink the cyst. Well, ultimately, I didn't do enough research because you can't shrink that kind of cyst and endometrioma. You can't shrink it um, like other cysts. So it's basically just a sack full of old blood, which is disgusting to say, but that's what it is. And um, I started doing this diet. And I, and I have to say it was the first time in my entire life that I did a diet at like intentionally decided to eat specific way for a specific period of time. So I thought, I'm going to do this diet. I'm going to see if it helps. And if by the time I get my next, next ultrasound, the cyst has shrunk, then I'll know that this is good. And it was an anti-inflammatory diet where I ate or any foods that uh, made you know make your body produce more estrogen and also anything that makes your body inflamed i cut out so i didn't eat chicken i didn't eat eggs i didn't eat beef i didn't eat sugar i didn't eat drink alcohol i didn't drink coffee or caffeine i um didn't eat anything with soy in it because that produces estrogen yeah so people always say well what did you eat and i'm like yep that's exactly right uh, not very much. So I did this for a period of a few months and while I was doing it, I remember um, I got even thinner. I got down to it was like 137 anyway. It, I was very thin for my 56 frame and but I still remember and even though I wasn't doing the diet per se to lose weight, it was to hopefully get the cyst shrunk. Um, I can't say that I wasn't glad that I was losing weight, but I also knew something was wrong because every time I looked in the mirror, I still was nitpicking myself. I would see these little places that made me go, oh gosh, look at that. Oh, look at my thighs. Oh, look at my hips, whatever it was. So I knew there was something wrong in my brain and how I was looking at myself because I knew the numbers on the scale being (laughs) lower, but yet that wasn't doing anything for me mentally. So I realized this and took note, got the ultrasound, cyst didn't shrink, and that so I was like, okay, well, oh, and I didn't eat cheese either, no dairy. So that was that was kind of the clencher when the cyst didn't shrink. I was like, okay, I'll still kind of be mindful with this, but I'm not gonna cause my husband did it with me. Uh bless his heart. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm let's let's not stay on this crazy diet since it's not doing anything really, uh, for the cyst anyway. But you know, of course I hoped that I would stay thin, which I did for a while. We went and ended up going on a Disney cruise. It was a transatlantic Disney cruise. And my hubby was like, okay, so we're going on this cruise. It was an 11 day cruise. And he goes, if we don't get up and work out every single day, like do something every day, we're going to gain like 20 pounds on this cruise. And I was like, yeah, you're totally right. He goes, so let's get up early every day and let's work out. And then the rest of our day, we can just relax and enjoy and eat and do whatever. So I was like, great idea. So we are doing this workout class in the morning. There was this woman who was in the workout class with us. One day we were saying that we had booked, there's like a restaurant on board that uh, you can book. It's like not the included food, it's extra, but it's like a special restaurant and you can do uh, dinner or they do brunch. And we had never tried their brunch before. It's called Palo. And so we were excited. We had booked the brunch because we wanted to see what the brunch was like. And so we were, were at our little workout class. And this lady who had been with us for a few days on the ship at the same workout class was kind of chatting us up after. And she's like, oh, what are you guys doing today? And we were like, oh, we have Palo brunch. She looked at me and she goes, oh, gosh, would you eat something? And man, it like it was so unkind. And I know in her heart, she probably wasn't thinking that, but, and the skinny shaming is just as bad as somebody talking derogatory about someone who is heavy. I mean, seriously, my body had been through so much. I have struggled with body image issues. And the fact that she said that it just stuck with me all day long. I could just hear it ringing in my head. Would you eat something? And at this point, I was probably like one forty five um which is actually for my height like a on it's on the lower end of healthy but it's it's a healthy range for for my age and for my height and build so I just hated that she said that and it and it stuck with me and so I want to encourage i i mean all of us to just be kind to each other and Making little remarks, especially even if it's you think it's funny or, um, you know, you're flippantly not thinking about those people. Remember, like, whether you are thin or heavy, um, making a remark like that can be uh, very painful. So, you know, you don't know what somebody goes through in their life, you it is not your life, it is their life. So, and I don't think God would. Want us to treat each other like that, or to say things that would incite that kind of feeling? And I almost felt, and I've and I've had other, I've had that happen before. It's not the first time I had somebody make comments to me about being thin. I have some family members who have, and who have made comments like, um, "Oh, when you get, don't worry, when you get older, you'll be fat like me," and. Uh, that is also just really uncalled for. I mean, we're so obsessed with this fat, skinny mindset. And uh, I just think if we can stop it, at least with ourselves, we can't really stop how other people are feeling. We can't really change how other people are going to respond to us. But I feel like we can start with treating people kind and not making remarks or judgments to think that just because somebody seems thin to you that they're not struggling with their own body image issues. And truly being healthy is important. That is the main thing that we need to focus on. And I think you just making sure our words are kind and that there's nothing laced behind it, like a a jealousy, you know, and likely the, the skinny shaming comments are coming from people who are battling their own weight and they look at thinner people and think, gosh, I wish I could be that thin. And we'll just... There's also people who are thin who don't have boobs and they look at people who have boobs and go, oh my gosh, I wish I had boobs, you know? So we all have things that we want to scrutinize about ourselves and we want to have different. But I think the important thing is to not focus so heavily on those things and then to not shame people. Who seemingly have what we might want. You know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Hey guys, I'm here with my hubby. And as you know, we are super passionate about equipping people to thrive in marriage. One of the best ways you can do that is by having premarital counseling. We did it and it was super helpful in learning how to communicate and dive into subjects that should be discussed before you reach the altar. Many couples are finding it unnecessary or are not plugged into a good church where they can find good counsel in that area, or they just think counseling is for couples with problems and that couldn't be further from the truth. We are excited to announce a new project we are working on. We will be offering an online premarital guidance course that you can purchase and access on your schedule. We think everyone should go into marriage with the right tools to thrive and not just survive. We don't have a launch date just yet, Stay tuned to hear more on the podcast, which, by the way, will now be airing an episode every week. And now, back to the show. That being said, after that time, uh, I realized I needed to get another surgery. And from after the cruise ship, and we actually, we didn't gain any weight on the cruise ship, but in the coming months leading up to my surgery, which was like two or three, I ended up as the cyst continued to grow, I started gaining a considerable amount of weight, and uh, got the surgery. Got it removed. Of course, I kind of hoped I don't know maybe getting it taken out would take away a little bit of that, but um, it didn't. I mean, maybe like five pounds. Uh, and after my surgery, was still battling a little bit with that in my mind. And the thing is, I finished that surgery. I was still having pain um a few months later and it was a different doctor who did the surgery and i don't know if i don't you know i don't know why i was still feeling pain um but i saw that there was a clinical trial for uh endometriosis medicine and so i signed up for it thinking okay let's just get this under control but having um, those hormones from that really did like continue to make me gain a little weight, even though my portion sizes hadn't really changed. I mean, I had introduced back in you know dairy and things like that, but uh, my portion sizes were were small. I mostly share with my husband. We don't work out like crazy, but we do move and get exercise every week. I was hoping that at least the pain could go away. And then I did that for about a year. And ultimately it helped a little, but uh I just didn't like feeling like a lab rat and I had to get uterine biopsies every six months doing the clinical trial and those were so incredibly painful and left me in pain for days after. And so I just decided, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. And I prayed and you know, the Lord uh basically, you know, gave me that go ahead. And so I stopped the clinical trial and my, talked to my doctor and she decided to put me on, well, we tried one kind of birth control. And then she said she had mentioned getting an IUD and that that has helped people with endometriosis keep it at bay. And so I uh, decided to go ahead with it. Well, within, at this point, I'm probably like 150 pounds. Um, so not horrible. But not 135. And again, like our bodies are more than a number, but it is hard to separate it when you have seen those numbers before. Um, And so I go on this IUD and my pain basically completely goes away, which was incredible. Um, I'm not bleeding, which is part of why I'm hopefully not growing any more cysts at the moment. Uh, But within about a month of putting that IUD in, I gained about 25 pounds. There I sit today. And that was uh, nearly two years ago. And I have done a ton of things, done more to try and get that back down because quite honestly, that number 175 is more than I probably should be weighing for my frame. But it is something that I can look back and say, I knew at 140 or 145 that I was feeling, I I would look at myself and be dissatisfied. And I feel quite honestly dissatisfied right now, but I'm grateful because God is so good. And I just keep trying to keep my focus, keep moving and exercising because I want to be healthy, not because I need to be skinny per se, but just to be healthy and eat food that's good and healthy for me, but also enjoy life because this life is short and I don't want to get into that mindset of where I was when I did that diet to try to shrink the cyst. Oh, and I don't think I mentioned this, but during that time, I just began to get more and more scrutinizing of people who were eating the things that I wasn't eating. So if someone had a Coke in front of them, I would kind of roll my eyes and think, Ugh, that's so unhealthy for you. And God convicted me of it during that time and told me, you know, you need to, you need to stop. That's not okay for you to be judging people by what they're eating and drinking. He's like, I don't, I don't judge you by that, you know? <laughs> and so as what it was doing to me by getting so stringent with that diet, like I, it made me a judgmental person and I didn't like it. So now you know, I'm trying to keep that balance because I feel like balance is, and I know people say balance is a myth, but, uh, but I do think that balance is, is a good word. And it's good for us to remember that balance is like God helping us to stay healthy in our minds, uh, about our bodies. And that requires daily just time with the Lord and time spent, uh, seeing who he sees us to be, not finding our identity and how our bodies look or the size that we wear or the number on the scale. And that being said, even just the focus of being healthy and not listening to the worldly wisdom, which on some ends could tell someone very unhealthy and who could be battling some diseases like diabetes or heart disease or whatever that, oh no, you're beautiful the way you are. Just keep eating the way you are. Well, that's not healthy either. So I feel like as a society, we really, and especially as a body of Christ, we really need to come together as women and support each other and encourage each other and encourage each other to be healthy, but don't take out our frustrations on each other when we see that somebody has a feature or whatever it may be that we wish we had. These are my thoughts on body image and I am walking with it. I know not everybody struggles with the same body image issues and that's another important thing for us to keep in mind. Other people are having things that they're seeing and wanting or desiring for their own bodies and minds and whatnot and lives that we care less about or that sort of a thing. So just keep in mind, we we all battle it in one way or another. And I think that if we can be kind to each other and remember who we are in Christ and who we are created to be, and that then we can move forward, be used by God, and not let this slow us down. I want to share with you, close with a couple of scriptures To uh, just uh, speak over you when you are looking at your bodies and feeling inadequate. Uh, these are just uh, a few. So Genesis 1, 26 through 28 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, feel the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. I love that God made us in his image. And so we want to call, he called us good. And so we want to call our bodies good that God made for us. Psalms 139, 14 through 16 says, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed and in your book, they were all written. The day is fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. God created you and in, even in your mother's womb, he had your days written out for you. That is incredible. And that should excite us about the body that he decided to give us. Luke twelve seven says, but the very hairs of your head are also numbered. Do not fear. Therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. That's Jesus' words. And it's so precious because he cares for us. He loves us. And we are so valuable to him and he hates to see his daughters feeling less than loved or less than enough because he made us exactly who he needed us to be for this world. We fit a space in this world that needs us. And God knew that from the time you were in your mother's womb and Each hair on your head, he knows. First Peter three, three through four says, Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. And that one, you know, some people talk about that scripture and think it means we shouldn't care about what we look like on the outside or what we wear. But it says, do not let your dorm be merely outward, meaning the only thing you're focused on. And sometimes I think with body image, that's what happens. We get so focused on losing the weight, getting strong, all of those things. And we neglect our spirit. We neglect our character. We neglect filling the role that God called us to fill. And we neglect seeing that God has made us for a purpose. And the last one is Proverbs thirty-one thirty: Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So let's keep focused on that. And I know it's hard. We can expect probably until we walk into eternity that we will all have something, no matter how much we weigh, how much, how little, no matter how strong we are, no matter how long our hair is, no matter how many wrinkles we have, no matter no matter what, uh, no matter how many infirmities we deal with that are, limit us, uh, we can know that the enemy is going to try to hit us there. So let's spend time in the word. Let's encourage each other. And every time those thoughts come into our minds that make us feel less than or make us want or try to find our identity in something else other than Jesus, let's turn our focus and our gaze back and say, okay, Lord, help me with this thought. It keeps popping in my head today. Help me with this inadequacy because he is strong and he is able to help us in our weaknesses. And honestly, he loves to help us in our weaknesses. So cry out to him, love on the people around you. Don't take out your frustrations on the people you love. Or the people around you and know that everyone's struggling. And so if we can just be a support for each other, I think that it is a very good start towards healthy body image. Okay, all you housewives, that's it for today. I'm truly grateful you joined us. If you know anyone who would be encouraged by this episode, you can easily share it by taking a screenshot and adding it to your stories or feed. You can also text it to a friend New episodes are uploaded every other Friday. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch them all. You can find and interact with me on Facebook and Instagram at Married Rogers Neighborhood, as well as my website, which I linked in the show notes. If you enjoyed our conversation today, it helps so much if you could take a second to rate and give a five-star review. It really makes a huge difference for me and the podcast. Just remember, we are in this together. God loves you, and you are not alone. See you next time.